I will kill you, your Oimbo wife, and myself, if you dare marry an Oimbo woman. From epic sagas to bite-sized adventures, my story zone promises to be a sanctuary for your imagination. So, welcome to my story zone podcast, a place where fiction comes alive, dreams take flights, imagination knows no bound, and where every author's voice finds its rightful place. guys welcome back again to another episode on my story zone podcast brought to you by tabsia x i'm z and i'm your host again on this episode i'm going to be telling you guys a story women love and money written by gifted grace frederick gets married you must get married this year or i'll do something that will make our entire kindred family gather in this house for a meeting my mother yelled at me i was dragging my luggage out of the room I had a meeting the next day in London by 5 p.m. Mom, have I not told you the reason why I am not married yet? Give me a break for Christ's sake. I will get married when I find the right woman for me. I shouted at her. For a long time, that was how we talked in the house. We yelled at each other. And how old would you be by then? You are 38 years old, Frederick. I mean, 38. When are you going to find this perfect girl? She yelled back, making sure I felt the scorn in her voice. I don't have time for all this shouting match. I have a flight to catch. When I get back, you'll get all the shouting matches you crave. And she slapped me. I let it pass. That was not the first time she would slap me during our shouting match over my not being married. What happened to good manners? Why would you talk to me like that? I meant no disrespect. I want you to tell me before you leave this house when you will get married. Mom, I can't promise you that right now. I don't even have any lady I'm interested in at the moment much less anyone to propose to. The only way I would get married soon is if I find a white lady to marry in London. Jesus! Okay, Chuku. Okay, Chuku. Fred has killed me. He has finished me. My mother shouted and slumped to the ground. I was minded to ignore her and head out of the house. For the affection I had for her, I dropped my bag and raised her up to her feet. I was busy trying to get her into her room when she began to land blows on me and delivered bites. On my back. I will kill you, your Oimbo wife, and myself if you dare marry an Oimbo woman. I managed to get her into her room and locked her in. I knew Okechuku, my brother, would unlock the door for her. I picked up my luggage and bolted out of the house. Already, Isan, my driver, was waiting for me, the car engine running. On the drive to the airport, I gave serious thoughts to my being single and the constant war it attracted my way at home. Seriously, I wanted to get married more than my mother wanted me to. The problem for me was that I could not seem to find ladies who wanted to get married for what it was worth. So far, all the ladies I've met have been interested in money, wealth and all sorts of material acquisitions. Being the type that I am, I would rather die single than marry a materialistic money-chasing woman who thinks a man is an ATM. Make no mistakes about it, I am rich, I am very rich. Back in my village in Abia State, there is a steady pool of 75 young people I cater to. I mean, I feed, clothe, and cater to their education. I have been doing this for 7 years now. Money is not my problem. Finding true love is my problem. The words my mother said were on my mind when I arrived at the departure lounge. Coincidentally, as I walked in, 
My eyes fell on a certain breathtaking lady. She was angelic and ravishing. Having met her at the airport, I reasoned she might be different. I kept my gaze on her till I got a chance to chat her up. Hello, I'm Fred. I am heading to London. Where are you going? I asked the lady. She looked at me from my feet up to my head. I could tell she was sizing my worth. I was wearing an Abamid leather sandal. I believe in by Nigeria, like Ben Murray Bruce preaches. A pair of blue jeans trousers and a t-shirt. Within, I was sitting as the lady took her time to size me up before speaking to me. I am Rose. My mom is the one traveling, she said. Her voice, laced with disdain, she must have surmised I was not worth much and so did not deserve her time. That's okay. Do you mind my taking a little of your time for a chat? My plane would be taking off in the next one hour and 25 minutes. I think that time would be well spent getting to know each other, I said. She looked at me, her eyes filled with disdainful flames. Hello, I'm trying my best to be nice to you. The fact that you're flying to London does not make us equals. I think it will serve you best to find a girl in your league. Each word she spoke was like a dagger to my heart. Too bad for her, I was ready for a fight, having warmed up at home with my mom. With a fake smile on my face, I asked, what makes you think I'm not in your league? Okay, my mom and I are hungry, we need to go get something to eat. Do you think you can afford what people like us eat? I shook my head in disbelief, my heart threatening to explode with rage. I'll give you $1,000 to go buy what you and your mom would eat. When you're done, keep the change. I said, reaching for my wallet. You should have seen the look in her eyes. I removed a thousand dollars and gave it to her. Go buy what you and your mom would eat. I'll be waiting here for you. She bowed and said, Thank you, sir. I'll be with you shortly. I felt like vomiting at how cheap she was. Suddenly, the man she despised was now sir. And all that was because she saw I was rich. While she was busy eating with her mom, I was busy asking means to embarrass her before all the people were present. She must have swallowed whatever it was she bought to eat and rushed back to me. When she sat next to me and said, thank you sir, I asked, Rose, can I ask you an honest question? She nodded and said, yes sir, with a fake foreign accent. What quality do you think you have which can attract and keep a man in your life? Her face turned red, she did not expect that and could not tell where I was headed with it. I am very good in bed. I can make you cry in ways you have never done before and wish you had never touched any else woman in your life, she replied. Our grammar was odd. I had noticed it from the moment we began to talk but chose to ignore it. Going by that, I could tell she was a dull girl. I was going to use it to shame her. Did you just say any else woman? Yes, I did. She still couldn't see the blunder she had committed. Did you attend the university at all? Why do you ask? I am a graduate of Ambrose Ali University, Ekoma. I read political sciences. How come you can't tell what is wrong with the expression, any else woman, after four years of studying what you call political sciences? She moved uncomfortably on her seat. You said you can make me cry in bed. Besides that, what else can you do? Can you manage a home? Respect your husband, cook good food, manage millions and businesses, train up children in the fear of God, support your husband when things are difficult, and pray out your husband and children from grip of destruction. Tell me, besides sex, why would a man as rich as I want anything to do with you? 
She was tongue-tied. I waited a few minutes for her to give me an answer. When she did not, I removed $500 from my wallet and pressed it into her hand. I was paying her to keep her seated and hear all the insults I had for her. What is the money for? She asked lamely. I am enjoying the conversation, so I am paying for your time. But you don't have to. Yes, but I have so much more where that came from. She tried to give me back the money. I refused and gave her a stern look. She took it back and looked away from me. If this was a job interview and I was willing to pay you $5,000 every month, what can you do for me? Please don't tell me you are good in bed. Every girl can do that, even the mad ones. What is your opinion of your skill set? She looked at me for a long time and spoke no words. I was going to shout at her to get off my face but decided against it. I simply whispered to her, please could you take your filthy self off my face? She stood to her feet and left. I did not see her again till I boarded my flight that night. I believe without any outer of doubt that women are the nest of God's creation. From my adolescent years, I have been held in awe of feminine allure. I am convinced that nothing holds a man's attention like feminine attraction. Yes, in some cases, money has competed fiercely for that position in men's hearts. Sadly, men develop the quest for money as a result of the demeaning treatment they get from the society, especially the female folks when they don't have it. Okay guys, I hope you're enjoying the story so far and I'm glad you listened to our narrator till this moment of my Story Zone podcast. But let me take a moment to talk about our official sponsor, Skillzonia, brought to you by Davsia X. Skillzonia is an online learning and teaching marketplace in Nigeria with tons of courses and thousands of students. You can take courses now or teach a course at skillzonia.com. I mean skill, Z-O-N-I-A dot com. So what are you waiting for? Whether you've always wanted to learn musical instruments, enhance your cooking skills, dive into the world of digital marketing, photography, or even become a master in writing and narrating amazing fictional stories like this one, then Skizonia offers an extensive range of courses tailored to your interest. It's like having a virtual class at your fingertips, ready to guide you towards success. Alright, let's dive back into our enchanting tale. But remember, Skillzonia is always there, ready to empower you with knowledge and unleash your full potential. So, happy learning and let the adventure continue. I grew up daydreaming about perfect love and the perfect marriage with my future wife. It has been many years since then, and sadly, I am still single, hurting, and wondering if I would ever get married. As it seems, if I ever get married, it will certainly not be a Nigerian lady or a black lady from any part of the world. I hate to admit that my life has been a circus of one bad relationship to another. May I say here that I am not a woman player, and neither do I support those who do it. However, in light of all I've been through, I am regretting not having taken that part earlier in life. My Christian upbringing is the reason I did not become a player and is still the reason I have not done so. I am seeking to meet ladies only to find out that they are more interested in how deep my pocket is than they are in my person. I hate to meet ladies who give the impression that as a man I would do anything to see her naked. I hate to meet a lady 
who is interested in clubbing, shopping, traveling around the world, and inventing new ways to spend money. My fellow men will laugh at me for what I'm about to say. Well, I'll still say it. I have built houses for ladies I have dated, trained some of their family members in school, bought cars for some, and even sent some of their family members abroad. Despite all this, somehow, those ladies went after men around me for more money. I called off my planned wedding in 2013 after I found out my fiance was pregnant for my American business partner. According to my American business partner, my fiance was trying to pay him to take her to America for sex. I go to America like it was my backyard. Sadly, my fiance wanted American citizenship and my business partner was a means to achieve it. Just the other day, I was with a lady on Facebook when she suddenly asked me what I do for a living in Lagos. This was a lady that I had met for less than 10 minutes. All she was interested in was my economic status. I went ballistic and insulted the living day out of her. When I went to check her Facebook page, all she had on it were pictures showing off her breast and backside. She was shopping for men and to her, what men are after is her body. The lady in question is a student at Abia State University. I am convinced that to a Nigerian woman, love is money and money is love. I pray God reveal my heart and take away the hatred I have for black women, especially Nigerian women. My plight had begun in my first year at the University of Port Harcourt. I had not been in love with any woman before then. I was a church boy and I loved it. I am still a church boy. Despite my money, I am a member of the church drama group. Because of church rehearsals, I have had to cancel my business appointments on several occasions. I met my first love a few days after I arrived at school. She held me spellbound and for many nights I could not sleep. Luckily for me, she was in my class. When I found the courage to talk to her, I found out she was not haughty and sophisticated as she seemed. She loved to play and had an avid interest in books as I did. For me, I had found my missing rib and was going to be with her till we left school. Money was not our problem. My father was rich and was at that time positioning me to join his business upon graduation. I loved my girlfriend with all my heart and took care of her the best I could. She told me there was going to be no sex and thankfully that was what I wanted. I knew I would walk away the moment sex got involved. To me, I was the luckiest man alive. In my genuine love for her, I paid for her school fees, gave her money for feeding, and shopped for her almost every month. I had a weakness then, which I still have not shaken off now. The weakness is jollof rice and fresh fish. Good for me, my girlfriend knew how to cook it in many ways. On a certain day, she came over to see me and she decided to cook for me. While she was cooking, I took her phone to make a call because I had exhausted all the airtime on my phone. There was a message on the screen of her phone, and for no reason, I chose to read it. At first, I could not make out what it was saying. I knew the girl who sent her the message. It read, Tina, have you gone to see your MB? I wish we could switch places. My boyfriend wants to kill me with sex, and still, he does not give me much. God will judge you for what you are doing though. Out of curiosity, I decided to read my girlfriend's previous messages to her friend. You know my MB does not want to do it. Me, I don't spoil finish. I know fit hold my body for long, a weak self na punishment for me. I did not know what MB meant, but I knew she was talking about being unable to endure her sexual urge. To figure it out, 
I continued to read our other messages to our friend. What I found out was shocking. MB meant money bag. I was heartbroken to find out I was just a mere money bag to her. I also found out she was having a regular sexual romp with a guy called Kunle. She wasn't just sleeping with him. She had some of her clothes in his apartment. All this she was doing while she kept praising me for not harassing her with sex in our relationship. Don't forget she was the one who began to preach the no sex message in our relationship. The further I read her messages, the more I discovered shocking things about the person I called the love of my life. The message which tore me apart was the one that read, You know say my boyfriend is naive and new to love. When his eyes open, he might leave me for all these girls with big yash and boobs. If I see any man who has money and wants me, I will leave MBO. No say I no tell you babe. That was it for me. I wanted to run into the kitchen and bash her head against the wall. Thank God my father had taught me not to make decisions when angry. I sat down on the bed, breathing hard. I took her phone to her in the kitchen and began to read her all the messages she had shared with her friend about me. She could not say anything. She rested on the wall and began to shed tears. When I was done, I asked her to pick up her bag and get out of my apartment. She tried to plead with me, blaming the devil for all her behavior, but I would have none of that. When I grabbed her and flung her out of my apartment, she could not believe it. I threw her bag at her and locked my door. You would have thought I learned my lesson from that first relationship. Well, I didn't. I met all sorts of ladies who made it clear to me that money is king and that is all they want from a man. Today, when I look at the black woman, especially a Nigerian woman, what flows out of my heart is a deep-seated hatred. Irrespective of what my mother thinks, I am seriously considering getting married to a white lady. How do you deal with things like friends who were very happy in their marriages when things were going well for them, only for their wives to leave them when things went wrong? How do you close your eyes to a lady meeting your lawyer brother to help her break her marriage all because a rich man she met in Dubai wants to marry her? How do you deal with a young woman killing her only child just to destroy the one thing which bond her to a man whom she once loved? The man's crime was simply losing his business, which was not even his making. What prompted me to tell my story about my experience with Nigerian women, besides my constant badgering, is experience of my friend, Kenneth. He was a rich guy and had what we all thought was a great wife. When he had difficulties with his business, his wife told him to his face, I did not marry you to suffer. She abandoned him and his two sons and left with a friend of Kenneth's. Two years later, God smiled on Kenneth and now he has two factories in China. His wife wants to come back. She has written him a six-page letter explaining how the devil was responsible for her actions. Tell me, how can I go down the aisle with a Nigerian lady after all I've seen and been through and say I do? Maybe there is true love, but it is not possible with a black woman, especially one from Nigeria. And we've come to the end of the story, guys. I hope you enjoyed yourself down the line and you were able to learn one or two things. Man, Nigerian women must have really shown this guy a lot. <laughs> Anyways, stay tuned for more interesting stories like this and see you again in another episode. Bye!
And that brings us to the end of another captivating episode of My Story Zone podcast. We hope you enjoyed this enchanting tale and found yourself immersed in the world of our storyteller. Please take a moment to rate and review this podcast. Also, don't forget to subscribe and turn on the notification bell so you don't miss an episode. We encourage you to support our authors whose work touched you deeply by seeking out their other writings and sharing their stories with fellow enthusiasts like yourself. If you also have stories of your own that you'd like to share, or if you know someone who has a talent for spinning captivating narratives, kindly reach out to us through our email msz at davzia.com to either submit your story or narrate it yourself. Because My Story Zone is a platform that celebrates and embraces fresh voices and we would be thrilled to showcase your original stories in future episodes. So, until we meet again, may your days be filled with endless adventures and your nights be illuminated by the magic of storytelling. Remember, the power to create and to be captivated lies within each of us. So stay curious, keep dreaming, embrace it and keep the spirit of storytelling alive.